Welcome to the Wealth Standard Podcast with host Patrick Donahoe, author of the best-selling personal finance book, Heads I Win, Tales You Lose, and one of the nation's most influential financial advisors. The Wealth Standard's focus this season is investing. 2020 opened with markets and asset prices at all-time highs, but many of us experience more financial uncertainty now than we did a decade ago. Although there are more choices and opportunities than ever before, the risk-to-reward ratio teeters on a global fulcrum, contributing to the roller coaster of emotions surrounding financial well-being. It seems like everyone is walking on eggshells. This season, we'll cover topics revolving around investment theory and strategy, atypical investments versus conventional investments, and the role of investing within personal wealth strategies. The Wealth Standard Podcast is committed to inspiring you to be more financially free. There is no better time to gain clarity about your wealth strategy, your investments, and your financial future than now. Hey everyone, Patrick here. Thank you for tuning in this week to a new episode of the Wealth Standard Podcast. I'm grateful for your time and your energy and your focus to invest in yourself and take your life to a new level. It's what it's all about, right? Well, today, I just want to express my gratitude for the support that I've received on this uh, new course that has been launched. You guys can go check that out if you haven't had a chance. It's go dot the wealth standard.com forward slash freedom. This is version one of the course. It's five modules long. It's quite an investment of time and uh, and focus. There's several exercises in there, but it's something I'm really excited about and can't wait for you guys to check out. So go ahead over to that webpage. Now in preparation for that, like I've said over the last couple of episodes, if you haven't been tuning in, I had an overwhelming amount of feedback with the surveys that were sent out to specific segments of the audience to find out what were the most meaningful educational pieces, meaningful lessons, meaningful points or exercises that would allow you guys to essentially benefit the most from the course. And there were hundreds of responses. And the responses had to do with certain questions. And mainly those questions were, the anxieties, the obstacles, what you believe is holding you back. And so last week, I talked about one of them. This week, I'm going to talk about another. And the topic is in response to the question around obstacles. What are the obstacles that stand in the way of you living your life at the next level? So this one is, it says, mindset and confidence to commit the time and money to build my business as well as taking the time away from my wife and three children. So what I believe is being said in this response is there's this quandary, right? Where there's opportunity in business and there's opportunity to make investment in that business. However, there seems to be a trade-off where if I do that, then I'm going to be taking time away from my wife and three children, young children. Now, I can empathize with this. I've been in this situation, had this belief a lot. And I'm going to get into that today. And I've had lots of other clients and experiences with something similar. 
the same time, if you don't have kids, if you don't have a family yet, this is still relevant because these are simply obstacles that we place in our path psychologically based on the things that are most important to us, as well as how they correspond with the roles we are currently playing in our life. Throughout our life, we play multiple roles. We're a leader. We are a son. We're a mentee. We're a mentor. We are husband or wife. We are parents. We are friends. (laughs) We're colleagues. We're peers, even strangers. But nonetheless, our roles have certain things that are so important to us that we believe that if we do not fulfill those specific roles, it's somehow that's bad. And if we fall short of those responsibilities, then there must be something wrong with us. (laughs) And if that happens, then we're going to have the consequence, in this case, family, of our family not loving us. We're not worthy husband or wife because we haven't been able to provide for those that we have stewardship over. Right. So there's lots of stuff that goes through our heads psychologically, subconsciously. And so that's what we're going to address today. Because I don't think there's, I mean, psychologically, I understand and empathize because I've been in that situation. At the same time, I don't believe there's a choice. I believe you can have both and more of both. And that's what we're going to get into. So, first off, I'll kind of go through maybe some of the deductive reasoning associated with this specific obstacle. I just talked about general obstacles that we have. You know, but the deductive logic is when you commit time and money to build a business, it takes away time and money from family. And I would say in this case, it seems to be that family is more important than business. So the role of father or husband seems to be more important than being a business owner and investing in that business and growing that business. And what that segues into is I'm a bad husband and father if I do that, because I'm essentially making the business more important than my family. And if I do that, then they're going to notice and they're going to spite me for it, or they're going to hold me accountable, or they're going to make me feel guilty. Or somehow if I do that, if I dedicate time and money to my business and not to them, that my life is going to have probably less meaning because my kids are important to me. If they don't love me, if my wife doesn't love me, then what good am I? What good is the business? Why have it in the first place? Right? That's probably maybe not specifically articulated like that, but that's what goes through our minds uh, sometimes subconsciously. And you know, it could be right, could be wrong. I'm not here to place any type of judgment. I I feel that when there is an obstacle, okay, there's oftentimes just this brick wall that you can't jump over or get beyond. And so let's try to figure out how to break down that brick wall. So I'm gonna do something I did last time because solutions, there's so many options and solutions out there. And I don't think it's a lack of those that keep us back from living the life that is our destiny. And so it's psychological to begin with. That's what I'll start with. So if this person, if I were speaking to them, maybe even speaking to myself, or because this was my, this was a big concern for mine and, I, and still is to a degree. But let me kind of get into a, an interview, like I'll address it as if it was somebody that was just right in front of me. And I would ask him the question. So when you believe if you dedicate more time and money to your business, it's going to take away from what your family and ultimately devalue your role as a father, how does that make you feel inside? What are the emotions that you experience? And I would imagine they would say, I feel like 
I'm falling short. I feel that I'm a failure to my kids and to, to my wife. I'm afraid that I'm not going to be as influential as I could be if I dedicated more time and money to them, right? So those are probably some of those, those feelings. Then I would ask, so if you feel that way, like, how do you think about your business when you're feeling that way? Oh, it's such a stress. It's time consuming, right? It's hard to get things done. I have ideas and it's frustrating because if I execute on those ideas and put money and time into them, then I'm taking away from my family. And right, so this is the quandary. This is a quandary and it's challenging to work through. But this is where, again, you open up some possibility and you would make the statement or start asking questions. You know, consider, consider something for just a, a moment. When you think about that belief, are you 100% positive, absolutely certain that you have all the information, knowledge, wisdom, business acumen to absolutely know that there is no possible way to build and grow your business while at the same time growing in your role and being more influential in your role as a father and husband? Do you absolutely have all of the information, knowledge, wisdom to know that it's absolutely not possible? Of course, the answer is going to be no. Then I would follow up with, if it were true that you could grow your business, invest in it, invest time and your personal life and be even more influential in both areas, how would that make you feel? Oh man, like I would feel relieved. I would feel, I feel grateful. I feel optimistic. I would feel excited. Okay. Now a follow up to that final part of it. If you felt that way, okay, what is your business? How does that change the way in which you look at your business? Oh, I'm excited to figure out how to do it. Right. So anyway, this is the idea is that you want to open up the possibility first. Okay. The psychological possibility. When you get into solutions, right? Again, a couple of weeks ago, I did an episode on the two biggest fears that we all have including myself, <laughs> is we don't want to be wrong and we don't want to change. But as you look at this way in which you open up possibilities psychologically now, it's, oof, that's possible. I can do that. Okay. That's at least what's going on psychologically. So as you bring in solutions, okay, it has a whole different level of meaning to the person in question. So let's go through some of the possibilities with regards to this obstacle. So I'd first say that, you know, the most valuable finite resources to me are where you can optimize and then get into a lot of the other details, right? Depending on the type of business. But I would st first start with what I believe are, are two universal finite resources that are applicable to everyone that's on the, that's listening right now, energy and time. So let's talk kind of conceptually about the easy one, energy. So emotion, right? As I said before, all of us are looking for an emotion as the end result. And we achieve that. And then we just make the process to feel it again, more complicated, right? Because ultimately, when a person commits to being successful, they want to be successful because of how it will make them feel once they're, once they're successful. They want to uh, achieve a level in their career because of how it will make them feel. Okay, it all boils down to that. Now, I'm not going to get into you know, how to experience that now, but that's the emotion in the end. It's energy. Emotion is energy in motion. 
So that's what we're all looking for, right? And I think at the same time as we're looking for those positive emotions, we're also trying to steer clear of negative emotions, right? In this case, trying to steer clear of being a failure. I don't want to fail my kids. If I'm not there for them, now they're going to be influenced by the iPad or the phone or social media or their peers. I want to be there. I want to be the influence, right? So all these fear, you know, these, we want to steer clear of those negative emotions, but also steer toward those positive emotions. So if you think about, you know, I want more money. Why? I don't want to worry. Okay. That's again, steering clear of negative emotions. I want to achieve in my profession because it'll make me feel successful and make me feel alive and energized. That's a positive one. So those are, uh, again, end results of emotions. So let's talk about what has the biggest impact on your energy. This uh, energy that's important because energy in motion is emotion is what you ultimately want to feel. Okay. And this is uh, a lot of this stuff is cool because I, I talk about this in detail in the course. And there's some exercises as well that are really uh, enlightening. They've at least enlightened me in my life on many occasions. And that's why I'm trying to pass those experiences along to you so you can leverage me and that experience. But the first is, you know, understanding how to influence your state. Okay. State is a function of physiology, focus, and language. And the way in which you show up, oftentimes it's not strategic. It's more happenstance. It's more random. We just wake up in the morning, go through our routine and show up the way we always show up. Taking a break from the show, I want you to know about a course I created for successful real estate investors that I'm making available to my podcast audience for free. You guys know that stupid business and real estate investment decisions almost cost me everything in 2009 and 2010. And since then, it's been my mission to teach you listeners the invaluable lessons I learned during this strenuous time so you don't have to experience those same lessons. Perpetual Wealth Real Estate is an online course that teaches you a financial strategy I use personally with all of my real estate investments to ensure a profitable transaction and maximize the overall return. The Perpetual Wealth Real Estate course is my gift to you. Register today for free at thewealthstandard.com forward slash ROI. Again, the URL is thewealthstandard.com forward slash ROI, Romeo Oscar Indigo. Okay, there's ways in which you can influence your state. First, your physiology, your focus, your language. Okay, physiology you know, is highly influenced by the food you eat, how much water you consume, especially here in Mountain West, the high desert is what it's referred to as, right? We're 5,000 feet above sea level. You go higher into the mountains, 6,000, 7,000, 8,000, and it's really dry dehydration, right? Where your organs, the, your body, your lymph system isn't able to operate at the level that it's capable of Okay. And it's draining. You become lethargic, right? So just water, what you put in your body. Okay. Exercise. It's interesting where we as a human race, up until what, 100 years ago, our bodies were used, they were strained daily to survive. Today, we have to actually work for it. 100 years ago, you didn't see people running around in the street or riding their bikes or this huge health and wellness industry just to keep people active. 
right? Because we don't have to work and toil the way our ancestors did. And so if you're not doing that, if you're not getting exercise, if you're not pushing your body, okay, it's meant to be pushed. It's meant to have strain. And doing that gets your body, your physiology to a point where you have more energy, you show up different, you have the endurance to last 12 hours, 13 hours, 14 hours, 15 hours, 16 hours. So you can optimally perform in your business, in your profession, but then you can take that energy and that state home and have the endurance to have meaningful time and experiences with your kids. Motion during the day, right? Keeping active, standing up, not, you know, having a, I'm actually, it's kind of hypocritical. You guys that are watching a video, I'm, I'm at my stand-up desk sitting on a stool. It's like a, it's a stool where moves around and stuff. So there's like a ball at the bottom. And so it kind of balances your core. So, but I stand up a lot of the times my desk goes up and down, but having motion during the day, taking a walk, having a rebounder trampoline, there's a trampoline you can get for 50 bucks, 75 bucks on Amazon, where you just jump up and down, shaking up your limb system, right? Getting your body in motion that creates energy, right? So that's the, the first thing is energy, right? There's ways in which you can control that energy, right? Where, and these are a little, you know, a few of the hacks, right? So Going back to the original point, right? It's dedicating time and money into a business and having the fear, right? That you're somehow taking it away from your family. Well, you can improve your energy, right? That improves everything. It improves your business. It improves how you show up as a leader. It improves the ideas that you have. It improves your efficiency. Then you go home and now you have that energy to take to your family, okay? To take to your friends, to take to your extracurricular activities, okay? To the fun that you have in life, right? So energy is a big thing. You want to optimize, right? Optimize the way in which you show up for the different roles in your life. And you're going to get even better results. Your business is going to grow. You can have better ideas. You're going to attract more clients. You're going to have ways in which you can figure things out. That magician inside of you, that archetype will be more in tune because of the energy that you have. Okay. All right. Now let's get into time and then we can wrap up. Again, there's so many solutions, right? To how do you, all the different ways in which you can get your body in shape, how you can get more energy, you can eat better. I'm not going to get into all that stuff. Just try stuff. There's a million different eating plans. There's a million different ways in which you can hack your sleep so you can get better sleep. There's ways in which you can hydrate and stay hydrated. <laughs> yeah, it's anyway, these are all solutions that we have in abundance. And so I'm not going to get into those. All right, let's talk about, let's talk about time. Time is the great arbiter of all of us, right? We all have the exact same amount and we're all in a sense, either empowered and free because of it, or we are constrained and enslaved because of it. Okay. So it has to do again with time, the leverage of what's done inside of that time. Again, energy is a huge piece of that, but I'm gonna use a buddy of mine and he's, I'm so proud of him. I mean, he's a little bit younger than I am. He owns a, a successful construction company now. He had even harder times than I did during 2008 and 2009. He lost hundreds of units of apartments. He lost millions of dollars. And we really weren't in touch during those years, but got back in touch because we were friends before that. And I'm so proud of the way he rebounded, proud of the way in which he figured things out. He has an incredible magician in him, but also a really big warrior that pushed him through got him through those difficult times. But we had a, a conversation in the 2012, 2013s when I was strained by time and I was trying to figure it out. So I, I described to him and 
showed him what I was doing and he took it to a different, totally different level. So how I would explain it is there are, I would say, three levels of time optimization. First is very single dimensional. So single dimensional, it's where it's you, right? Where you do everything. You do the marketing, you do the sales, you do the leadership, you do pay the bills, you balance the books, you submit everything for taxes. It's basically self-employed, right? Self-employed is very inefficient because you are doing everything. There's no leverage there. And then you get to multidimensional. Multidimensional and the gap between, right, is when you start to identify the best things you could be doing, what you're good at, what your talents are, what your unique abilities are, and figure out ways in which you can dedicate and focus your time on that and have others that have talents, abilities, et cetera, do the things that you don't like to do and aren't necessarily good at either, but others are, believe it or not. So that multidimensional, I'll use my buddy as, as an example. In the beginning, he was doing everything. So the first thing I taught him, which I had been doing for 20 years, is using tutorials, right? Where I would teach once, right? Record a screen, record a video, and it could be watched an infinite number of times. And so he found himself using them to train workers, train employees. The onboarding process went down by hundreds of percent in time, right? Which allowed him more time to do other stuff. So he just used simple tutorials. Okay. He started to, this was awesome. And he's such a go getter, man. Another thing is he was trying to figure out a lot of stuff in his business. It was a new business in the construction world. And I said, who else is doing it that you can learn from? And he essentially learned about this business through someone he was working for, and he made them really successful. And they did some things in an unprincipled way. So he left and started his own thing. So they were the only competitor he really had. So he's like, well, they're my competitor. I can't really learn exactly what they're doing. So what he did is he started calling up other groups around the country, and he would fly and spend a week or two weeks shadowing and asking questions and figuring out from them how they were doing things. Fascinating. And he came back and started to incorporate those into what he was doing, right? Where he shortened the learning curve, right? Circumvented, you know, a lot of the obstacles they went through in order for him to uh, just to benefit and leverage from their experience. So learning from others, that's basically the lesson. Then another aspect of multi-dimensional is to find systems and processes. And so I use a lot of the systems and processes of Strategic Coach and Tony Robbins from a business operations standpoint, as well as a coach I learned some of the way in which the tech world does their operations and project management and so forth. I turned my buddy onto a book called Traction by Gino Wickman. And he basically just consumed it multiple times within a very short period of time. Uh, he also consumed some sales information from the Sandler sales system, which is magnificent. And it started to use tutorials, starting to leverage training and optimization. But then he hired some operators. He's hired some individuals to integrate and utilize the traction methodology, traction again by Gino Wickman. And what he started doing is having a lot of his operations, and this is over the course of a couple of years, right? His operations became more and more leveraged where he was 
doing less and less and less and less and less of those daily tasks and, and operational duties. And he started to put others in that place doing what he would have done because of his way in which he started training, did his tutorial trainings and so forth. He integrated a communication system using Voxer, right? He uses something else now, integrating a CRM, right? So again, the multidimensional is when you take yourself and you get folk more and more and more and more focused, ultimately getting to this function of leadership where you're inspiring, motivating, coaching, making people feel important, working on comp plans and incentives so that they are doing good work and are rewarded for it, right? You start to build a culture that way. And it, you know it's profound, right? So again, this is just a way in which you leverage, leverage time from a multidimensional standpoint. And then finally, exponential. Now, I'm not going to get a ton into exponential. Exponential, I'll use the, my buddy for, as an example. So he went from working 70, 80 hour weeks to not having to work much at all in the business. So what he started to do is he started to license some of the processes he figured out. And then he started to create intellectual property because in the space he was in from a construction standpoint, there were many outdated pieces and parts and ways of doing things. And so he started to create intellectual property around certain parts, started to figure out how to get them manufactured in China. And it was uh, fascinating. So that's part of the exponential. Another piece of the exponential, I would say, is technology where you can take certain tasks and leverage technology so you, you build it once and it works infinitely. So it's a one-time investment. And then from there on out, it has a massive impact going forward because it does all of the work 24-7. But also exponential is, like I said, figuring out better ways to improve processes and then licensing the intellectual property as a new revenue stream. Then I think he's doing, I think he's selling leads as well. So he's using his marketing acumen that he gained here in Utah, Idaho, and Nevada. And he's now generating leads for others around the country, <laughs> right? And selling, you know, essentially the same type of services, but they are being fulfilled by other groups. So that's exponential. So those are, again, two ways in which you can, again, leverage yourself and live an incredible, meaningful life. Because my buddy, he has two homes. He has one here in Salt Lake, one in Southern Utah. He gets to go on some cool vacations all the time. And you know, it wasn't that way in the beginning. But what this does, right, is it allows, it allows you to grow, right? I think that for anyone that's in business, Right, or is in a profession where they can influence and control their income. Okay, we're driven to grow. And I think that is a natural instinct inside of us. And it's not something that we're just going to get rid of one day, or it's going to suddenly like, okay, we've grown enough and we don't have to grow anymore. Like there's going to be this insatiable desire inside of us to continue growing. And if we don't, if we're not growing, then we essentially we don't feel as alive. We don't feel as driven. And that impacts, even if we have more time with our kids, our family, it impacts how we show up. Okay. It's this balance, right? Between trying to manage the success of family, but also manage and the success of the business. But you can't have both. It is not a, it's not a trade off. We're driven to grow. We're driven to maximize our talents, 
our abilities. Okay. And this is something that I believe won't ever stop. So trying to figure out a balance, I think is a futile effort. It's really figuring out the optimal mix, optimizing that mix, and then maximizing that mix. So optimizing is figuring out from an energy standpoint, how can you tweak it so you're, you show up with more energy? You have endurance to last more than an eight hour, 10 hour day and show up as man, an influential, high spirited father, leader, husband, son, daughter, friend, stranger. Talk about a way to instantly improve the quality of your life and how you feel is to go out and find a stranger and help a stranger. What a cool experience that is. Okay, but the idea is that when we have these different important roles in our life, it's not a trade-off. That's what I'm trying to communicate to you guys. And these are two ways in which you can optimize what's going on right now. And then once you've optimized it, that's kind of like single dimensional, multi-dimensional, then you can start getting into the exponential, which is maximizing. Guys, you're amazing. Thanks for listening. Thanks for learning. And I hope to, uh, to see you back on the next episode. Until then. Thank you for listening to the Wealth Standard Podcast. Be sure to visit the show's official website, thewealthstandard.com, for appropriate disclaimers and terms of service. Guest opinions are their own. If you require specific investing, financial, legal, tax, or any other specialized advice, please consult an appropriate professional. We welcome and appreciate reviews of the show. Head on over to iTunes or Stitcher to leave your review. And don't forget to subscribe to the show to get access to every new episode and exclusive interviews this season. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Whoa.